You're listening to To Dine for the Podcast, the Shot Put Media production, presented by MasterCard. Start something priceless. What's better in life than a bottle of wine, great food, and an amazing conversation? My name is Kate Sullivan, and I am the host of To Dine For. I'm a journalist, a foodie, a traveler with an appetite for the stories of people who are hungry for more. Dreamers, visionaries, artists, those who hustle hard in the direction they love. I travel with them to their favorite restaurant to hear how they did it. This show is a toast to them and their American dream. To Dine for the Podcast is brought to you by Terlato Wine Group. American National Insurance, and Spiritless. As the seasons change and the weather warms up, may I suggest a delicious glass of the Terlato Pinot Grigio. It was 1979 when Anthony Terlato introduced America to Pinot Grigio, earning him the title, the father of Pinot Grigio. Since then, his son Bill has spent years making sure that the taste of this Pinot Grigio would be unlike any other in the market. Notes of peach, pear, citrus, and a distinct minerality. From the hills of northern Italy, the grapes meticulously handpicked. This would be a dynamite choice for your summer table. Use promo code TDF20 to get 20% off your first bottle at uncork.com. Cheers, everyone. To Dine For the Podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. For 115 years, American National has remained committed to helping people and communities make a real difference in their lives. American National supports great local community organizations led by the kind of people you hear about on To Dine For, people who are inspired to make a difference and inspire others in return. American National's philosophy is helping where it's needed helps us all. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write, and the states in which they're licensed, Visit AmericanNational.com slash dine. If you listen to this podcast, you know I love a great founder story. That's why I love the story of Kentucky 74 from Spiritless. Three young women from Louisville, Kentucky, who had the idea for a healthier bourbon. Healthier in the sense it has no alcohol. So you can have an evening cocktail with no guilt and almost no calories. It is so delicious. I love to squeeze an orange slice, a couple of dashes of bitters, shake it with ice, and then strain it into a beautiful glass and just kick back. If you'd like to try a bottle of Spiritless, you can use promo code TODINEFOR to get free shipping. Welcome to To Dine For The Podcast, where we meet the world's most innovative and fascinating minds at their favorite restaurant. On today's podcast is Mark Cuban. How do you make it better? How do you make it better for the people? How do you make it better? Because if you do things that are the right things to do to help people, Mm -hmm. the business is easy. In many circles, Mark Cuban needs no introduction. He is the embodiment of the American dream. From Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, with a passion for tech and an ability to grind like no other, Mark has hewed out his own career as a billionaire businessman who now lives in Dallas, Texas, and owns the Dallas Mavericks. His sharp wit and showman bravado are on full display as a shark on the hit TV show, Shark Tank. Pull up a chair and join us at his favorite restaurant, IHOP. That's right, IHOP. I learned a lot from my conversation with Mark Cuban, and I hope you do too. Today I'm 
Dallas, Texas at IHOP, the International House of Pancakes. I'm meeting a man who has achieved the American dream many times over and is now on a mission to help others do the same thing. I can't wait for you to meet Mark Cuban. Mark, how are you? Thank you. Good to Good see you. Elbow. So nice to meet nice you. Nice to see you as well. Thank you for doing this. Thanks for coming to one of my favorite spots. Mark arrives solo for our breakfast. He rolled up the way he does all the time at this IHOP. It's the way he likes it, a place where he can settle into a booth or a table and just be a regular guy. Thank you for bringing me to IHOP. This is amazing. Thank you for coming because I'm sure your eyebrows were raised when I said IHOP. And Actually, I said, let's, let's go. Let's go. I'm excited. <laughs> you see, at IHOP, it doesn't matter what you do or who you are. All that matters is that you come hungry and leave happy. You really can feel the energy when you walk into one of our restaurants. We want people to be as comfortable eating here as they are at their own kitchen table. This American icon opened in 1958 in a suburb of Los Angeles. The plan was to start a restaurant centered around pancakes. Because who doesn't love pancakes? IHOP took off as an affordable, everyday dining experience where you can enjoy a fresh, made-to-order breakfast any time of the day. It's a come-as-you-are, no-need-to-dress-to-impress formula. In fact, the average guest check is just $11.53. We've got a lot of regular customers that visit us. In fact, we have some guests that come here almost seven days a week. And actually, when we found out that Mark had picked this restaurant as his favorite, uh, the team already knew what he orders, who his regular server is, and where he likes to sit. At IHOP, they serve up 14 varieties of pancakes, buttermilk, blueberry, fruit top. This menu is filled with classics. Premium omelets, crispy bacon, hash browns, eggs, in any combination you can imagine. Across their 1,700 restaurants, there's one consistent ingredient at every IHOP, comfort. And that's exactly why Mark Cuban brought me here. Of all the restaurants in Dallas, Texas, and there are many wonderful high-end spots, why did you choose IHOP? Comfort. I could relax. There's, you know, I, I don't like fancy places where all of a sudden, you know, Mr. Cuban, what can I get you? <laughs> and they go overboard for me, right? And, and so it's just like, let me just eat, you know. Here it's just like, hey, what's up? You know, <laughs> same stuff. Yeah, okay. It's not about the food or the money. Sometimes it's about how you feel at a place. Right, and it sounds like yeah, that's just what comfort. You're yeah, just comfort. And I'm used to wherever I go, people coming up and asking for pictures or autographs, right? And and everybody's really nice. But when you come to the same place over and over again, they get used to seeing you, so it's yeah. no big deal. And everybody's comfortable with you, and I'm comfortable here. The fact that you're a billionaire businessman and you chose IHOP says yeah. something about you. I mean, you know, my bank account certainly has changed, and my life has changed. But hopefully, I haven't changed all that much. Mm. Mark's bank account is certainly noteworthy. His net worth is more than $4 billion, ranking him at number 177 on the Forbes 400 list. He is the ultimate entrepreneur, an investor, a TV personality, a media mogul. He owns an NBA team. But that is not the vibe you get when you sit down with Mark. You grew up in Mount Lebanon, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Blue-collar blue neighborhood. Yep. Tell me about your childhood. Neither one of my parents went to college. My, my dad did upholstery on cars. So if you know if you got a rip in your car seat, you know, or you know, there's a rip in a chair in the house, you'd bring it to he my dad. It. And my mom did odd jobs and you know, from real estate agent to making baskets to sell to you name it, she found something to sell. What did they teach you and what do you think that background gave you? 
I think the two things that they taught me was you're gonna have to figure it out, mm -hmm. right? And that, that really has been important in my life because you know, some people look for mentors and some people look for help from the outside. And my dad was like, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> He you're, didn't understand what you didn't understand doing, any of the business, any of it, right? Yeah. I mean, from, from the time I was 12, but it was like, you're smart, you can figure it out. Mm -hmm. And that's what he instilled in myself and my brothers. And he was like, we got your back no matter what. And if you keep on learning, good things will happen. Mm -hmm. And that, that was it. How are you, Tammy? Here, let me put my mask on. You have your everyday order. Yeah, I've got my um, spinach um, and mushroom egg white omelet with no, no sauce on it. And I can't come to the International House of Pancakes and not get pancakes. Okay. There you go. Way to step <laughs> up. Way to step up. Appreciate, yeah, appreciate it. it. Thanks, Thank Tammy. You. Is that the woman who always waits on Pretty you? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah, they're very solemn, right? Depending on oh, what time yeah. I come, but yeah. Mark realized at a young age he was good at sales. At age 12, to get a pair of basketball shoes he wanted, his dad told him he had to come up with the cash. So he started selling garbage bags door to door. My dad, like he always was, you see those shoes on your feet? They look like they're going to work pretty good. When you have a job, you can buy anything you want. Same line I use with my kids. <laughs> I can hear my dad's voice in my ear every time I, use it, I say it. And it turns out he was playing poker with his buddies, like his Thursday night poker, poker crew. And one of them was there probably sloshed out of his mind, right? <laughs> and, and he was like, oh, look, I got a job for you. Um, why don't you sell these garbage bags that I have? I'm like, sure, I'll just go up and down the hill, and the, you know. Hi, my name is Mark. Do you use garbage bags? <laughs> of course I do. Yeah. You know, everybody needs garbage everybody bags. Everybody needs garbage bags. <laughs> cool. That was probably the world's first and only garbage bag route. You know, what I learned selling garbage bags door to door is what I see in every business um, in situation that I'm ever in. Because you try to be prepared, you try to know your script, right? You try to know your business, your industry. You try to put yourself in the shoes of the person that you're working with. You recognize selling isn't about convincing, you know, and just dealing like that, you just really learn to be adaptive in real time. And, and, and you learn to learn. And, you know, those are two traits that to this day are very valuable to me. That ability to figure things out yeah. has got to have been priceless. Everything, everything for me. Um, because I knew that it was all going to be on me, you know, I mean, it wasn't like my dad was just going to be able to pay for my college. It wasn't like he had all kinds of experience and he can just give me the voice of his experience. Um, and I was fine with that. Learning how to make things happen on his own is what catapulted Mark to his incredible success. After he was fired from a software shop for closing a $15,000 deal without his boss's approval, Mark went out on his own, creating Microsolutions, a computer consulting service that he eventually sold to CompuServe for $6 million. But that's just the beginning. In 1995, Mark teamed up with his longtime friend, Todd Wagner, and came up with the internet's first streaming service, Broadcast.com, which got Yahoo's attention in 1999 for a whopping $5.7 billion sale. What was it about Broadcast.com that was so attractive to Yahoo? We were the first streaming company. I remember sitting there with Todd Wagner, my partner, going, if we can make this work, this is going to be enormous. And, and I remember you know, having a meeting with our first 
20 employees going, if we make this work, it's worth $5 billion, you know. You put it out in the universe oh, almost. Yeah, right. Yeah. You said that, you, you said, said $5 that, billion? No, It just happenstance, right? But, I mean, we started the streaming industry and, and it blew up. We literally were YouTube before YouTube. So what is it about you that can spot opportunity so well? Whether it's streaming service, whether it's HGTV, yeah. whether it's now possibly AI, yeah. you seem to have an eye for yeah. spotting opportunity. Was that, a, that you, do you think that's from within or is that a muscle you have strengthened? Muscle I've strengthened because I just read. You know, I'm, I'm a sponge. I just read everything. Mm. And you pick up little ideas from this. And it's like, well, this goes with this, which goes with this. Todd and I were sitting around going, okay, this new internet thing, right? There's got to be a way to listen to Indiana basketball mm. without, you know, going through all the, the the issues that we were having back then and I'm like okay I've done networking before I've done software I, I wrote programs for I taught myself the program you were uh, figuring it out yeah as so you, I, yeah. I said I'll figure it out right and that's exactly what we did and once just you, like your dad taught you yeah exactly that's exactly right and yeah. once you figure it out it was like okay how do we make this a business mm. and so I think that's one of my great skills is I can understand the technology understand what it's going to take not only to turn it into a business and make the technology work but also understand what the customer application is going to be what the value is to the customer mm -hmm. oh thank you amazing that looks incredible. That does look incredible. <laughs> Thank you so much. That looks so good. Are you having so, plate envy? Yes. <laughs> You're having plate envy. It's a problem I have all the time. We'll have more on this conversation in just a minute. But first, thank you to our... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Our sponsors. If you're like me, there are times when you want to feel like you're having a fancy cocktail, but you don't actually want the alcohol. So I love Kentucky 74 from Spiritless. It's a distilled, non-alcoholic spirit for your favorite bourbon cocktails, but with just 15 calories per serving and none of the guilt. You can pre-order your bottle today at spiritless.com. Use the promo code to dine for to get free shipping. To Dine For the podcast is brought to you by American National offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. There's a funny thing about most insurance commercials, whether they feature lizards or birds or funny cartoon characters. It seems like they want you to think about anything but insurance. American National, on the other hand, has real local agents who get to know you, so they can help you reach better decisions about your insurance to make sure you're protecting what matters most to you. American National agents are part of your community. They're your neighbors. So whether it's solutions for your home, your small business, your farm, or your life, you can count on your local American National agent to make sure you get the discounts you deserve and the protection you need 
without paying for extras you don't. With American National, you get an ally, not just a web page. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write in the states in which they're licensed, visit americannational.com dine. As the seasons change and the weather warms up, may I suggest a delicious glass of the Turlato Pinot Grigio. It was 1979 when Anthony Turlato introduced America to Pinot Grigio, earning him the title, the father of Pinot Grigio. Since then, his son Bill has spent years making sure that the taste of this Pinot Grigio would be unlike any other in the market. Notes of peach, pear, citrus, and a distinct minerality. From the hills of northern Italy, the grapes meticulously handpicked. This would be a dynamite choice for your summer table. Use promo code TDF20 to get 20% off your first bottle at uncork.com. Cheers, everyone. Now back to our conversation. It is a dream for so many people to own an NBA team. Yeah, it is. It is a fantasy. So is it as great as it's cracked up to be? When you win, yes. <laughs> when you lose, it's a thousand times worse. And losing is far worse than winning is good. Mm. It really, really is. Because I never really mm. anticipated how painful losing would be. Because, it's personal to you. Oh, yeah, of course. And in business, you kind of can control your own destiny. Right. But once the game starts, there's nothing I can do, nothing. And obviously you can tell I can get frustrated from time to time. In 2000, Mark acquired the Dallas Mavericks for $285 million. At first, one might say it was a questionable investment, considering the team had never made the NBA Finals in their 20 seasons in the league. With his unfiltered style, Mark set out to change the culture of the Mavs. Oh, now you laugh, right? Rather than sit in the owner's box, Mark sat with the fans. When he didn't agree with the call, Mark let the refs know, loudly. In fact, some estimate he's paid more than $2 million in penalties for yelling at the refs. Every time he's fined, Mark matches it in charity donations. In 2006, just six years after Mark became owner, the Mavericks competed in their first NBA Finals in franchise history. Then in 2011, the Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. Come <laughs> What's the biggest challenge of running the Mavericks? Recognizing that father time is undefeated, hmm. that even your best player is going to age at some point. You know, we had Dirk Nowitzki, and when his career ended, we weren't very good for a couple of years. Now we have Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis, and hopefully our future is really bright. You know? <laughs> But there's still all that uncertainty. Yeah. You just don't know until you know. And, and, you know, that's frustrating. And that's what makes it hard. If there was a template for winning, mm -hmm. everybody would do it. Right. And so being a, a successful business owner is, is, is it almost in a different realm than running an NBA team. They're oh, almost completely. like two, even though there's obviously business elements, they're two totally different sports. Well, it's so funny because you can't buy an NBA team without being successful at some level. Right. But, and so every new owner, including myself, that comes in thinks, okay, I'm successful with my line of business. Right. So I'm going to use those same tricks, right? Take that same approach because it worked for me. Mm -hmm. And it's going to work for me here. When it comes to his team, Mark isn't all business. In fact, in September, when a photo surfaced of one of the Mavericks' former stars, Delonte West, panhandling on the side of the road, homeless, covered in dirt and struggling with substance abuse, Mark couldn't turn away. I think you touched a lot of hearts with Delonte West yeah. and helping him. Why was it so important for you to reach out and to help him the way you did? I live maybe a mile and a half that way. 
And I had seen the pictures of him panhandling. It turns out it was just, you know, a mile or two up the street. It was close to you. I drove around looking for him mm -hmm. and didn't find him. Mm -hmm. um, and did it again, didn't find him. And then I called some of the folks at the Mavs at our office and said, you know, do we still have Delonte's mom's number? She gave me his phone number and called him a few times, left a few messages, and he didn't call me back. Mm. And then one day he called me back. And mm. I'm like, where are you? Don't move. And I went and got him. Caught me on tape and, you know, but that wasn't the, you know. That wasn't the intention. No, it wasn't the intention at all. Got him to a hotel room, let him sleep it off. His mom was on his way here, her way here anyways. Mm -hmm. She got him on a plane to a rehab center, and he's been down there a few weeks and is doing great. Mark's human connection is part of the reason fans love watching him on ABC's hit show, Shark Tank. Mark joined the tank during season two in 2011, and 10 seasons later, he's made 85 deals and invested 19.9 million of his own money into aspiring entrepreneurs. How has Shark Tank changed your life and your perspective on business? I think the biggest impact it's had on me is learning that how many families watch it together. Mm -hmm. And the times that people would come up to me in normal times and tell me about, oh my God, we watch Shark Tank as a family, and my son or my daughter started this mm -hmm. company or that company mm -hmm. or sells this or sells that, and we're so excited, or you know, my son or my daughter, my 10-year-old finally understands how I do business and what's going on. You're really able to educate people on the basics of business so that they can understand it, even if they never studied business. Yeah, of course, yeah. You know, or they'll see somebody out of Iowa created this little thing that you know is now selling millions of dollars. Two years ago for our 10th season, they estimated we've created thousands of millionaires. My favorite is when you were skeptical or oh, something. I love you. Because the look on your face. <laughs> I get determined. When you are skeptical of something it is like they are dead to you oh my god and it is hilarious I mean that that has to come from within and I think it's your your can I say a BS meter oh yeah. it goes off and oh, you're yeah. like no oh my god I just I love it actually because <laughs> the producers know exactly what's going to happen and the entrepreneurs know exactly what's going to happen because they watch the show yeah. you know and so that, that little battle that occurs, I love, I love, I love that challenge, it's yes. great. What are you specifically looking for when it comes to making a deal? So the first thing I look for is whether or not it makes me think, why didn't I think of that? Mm. Because I'm so competitive mm -hmm. that it's like if someone walks in and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what a great idea, then I get mad at myself because <laughs> I didn't think of it. That's great right there. Mm -hmm. And then I look at the entrepreneur. Um, is this the type of person mm -hmm. I want to work with? Is this the type of person that can sustain this yes. and be adaptive and is a learner? And then can I help the business? Mm -hmm. And if it checks at least two or three of those boxes, then I'm probably going to be interested. What's it like when you can really take someone, especially from Shark Tank, it doesn't even have to be, but invest in someone and really see their life change it's dramatically? Awesome. It's awesome. It is awesome because, you know, they have a vision just like I did, and I see myself in, in, in a lot of them, um, for better or worse, mm -hmm. and just knowing that they're on that same type of mission and they're getting there. What is the one thing that no one tells young business owners that they need to hear when they're just starting out? Raising money is not an accomplishment, it's an obligation. Mm -hmm. You know, millionaires are made because they continue to own as much equity in their company. Sweat equity is the best equity. What you're saying is actually incredibly inspiring because you're saying that money isn't always the answer. In fact, many times it's not the money, it's about actually getting a product out there, selling it, and making yeah, the money I mean, enough to get you going. Whether you're a barber, or an electrician, 
um, whether you do groundwork, you know, any of those things, you can just start. The hard part's just going for it. And, and the challenge is that a lot of people are afraid because you don't want to lose what you have. Um, and so really the best time is when you're broke. Has your concept of the American dream changed as you've become more successful and older? Like, has it, have, do you have a different definition of it now? Um, I'd say I, I've extended it. Mm. You know, when you're chasing it, it's just, I don't like being broke. Right. <laughs> right. I want a better life for myself, and I'm willing to do the work. And I was going 100 miles an hour, and I didn't look to see who was on either side of me. But once I gained a level of success and a little bit of wisdom, then I started realizing that not everybody has equal access. Mm. And it's not you know, equal opportunity. And so while the American dream is certainly there and available to everybody, not everybody starts from the same place. And I think that's what's really, where my mind has really changed and you know, my perspective has really expanded. And so you know, I try to go places where other people aren't to help people that typically wouldn't get opportunities. So it's not about philanthropy as much as it is giving opportunity yeah. through business to people that might not have gotten that shot. Philanthropy is overrated. And that's going to be counterintuitive to a lot of people because when you're always looking for donations or having to donate in order to help, you know, you don't necessarily have the impact. It becomes organizational. Anytime I see things that have been done the same way forever, mm -hmm. I know what's wrong. Mm. Mark has made it a priority to invest in entrepreneurs who are underrepresented and might not get the funding otherwise. He invests in coding camps and academies in the inner city, helping people build the skills for their own success. These days, Mark doesn't only want to be known as a businessman. The title he's most proud of is Family Man. Mark met his wife Tiffany at the gym in 1997. The couple married in 2002 and have two teenage daughters and a son. And while his bank account is a lot different than the one he grew up with, for Mark, it's important his children stay grounded. When you look back at your childhood in Pennsylvania, the way you grew up and the hunger that you had within you because of it, you know, you wanted a better life. How do you teach that same drive that perhaps came from within, but perhaps came from your background to your children? You have any ideas? <laughs> because your children, right? They they have everything they need, and right? Some. So how do you instill that get up and go, that drive, that let's make it happen? Like your dad said, find a way. You know, Damon John from Shark Tank calls it the power of broke, mm -hmm. and he's right. And I can't teach that to my kids. Um, my wife and I just really try to instill in them that they're gonna have to figure it out themselves, mm -hmm. that we're not gonna be a crutch. You know, in terms of their health, in terms of their education, we'll be there to help them. But you, you're not gonna just get daddy's money and, and good luck with that, right? But yeah, it is, it is a challenge, isn't it? Because I'm sure- It scares me, it scares the hell out of me. Does it? Yeah, I don't want, after their health, I don't want them to be entitled. Right. You know, I want them to know that they have to, um, go out there and do it themselves. And I think they have that orientation because yeah. they don't want to be Mark Cuban's kid. Right. You know, they want to be Alexis or Jake or Alyssa Cuban mm -hmm. um, and stand up on their own. And their, their mom, my wife, is really independent. Mm -hmm. And that really helps because, you know, she doesn't play up the, uh, you know, oh, um, Mrs. You know, Cuban, no. When she goes out, she uses her maiden name, <laughs> you know. Does she? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, unless she really needs a table or something. <laughs> she calls it using the C word, right? I'll use the C word. Oh, that's great. It, it seems like at every point in your life, you're always thinking, how could we do this better? Oh, yeah. In, in every industry, across, from business to politics to healthcare. healthcare. 
would you say that is what defines you? That yeah. you're constantly thinking. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Why? How? How can we do this a different way that could be better? I always call it "How do I f it up?" But, <laughs> but yes, to your point. That's how you're wired yeah. to think that way. How do you make it better? How yeah. do you make it better for the people? How do you mm -hmm. make it better? Because if you do things that are the right things to do to help people, mm -hmm. the business is easy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really, really easy. If you can come up with a better way for healthcare, people are going to want it, right? If you can come up with a better way to govern, particularly now, people are going to want it. When people hear the name Mark Cuban, what do you want them to think? I don't know. I don't care, honestly, really. You know, I guess um, multi-championships from the Dallas Mavericks, hopefully, because <laughs> I've only got one. Bams, yeah, right? or I don't know. Yeah. Good dad. Mm. Yeah, because that's my favorite word, dad. Hearing my kids just call me dad, because mm. I waited so long to have a family and kids. It's just like, that's, yeah, that's the best feeling ever. And so that's all that really matters to me. And, you know, I want to have an impact on the country and potentially the world. But if I can have the right impact on my family and my kids, and I'm far from perfect, but you know, I'm gonna do my best. Mm -hmm. I don't wanna make it sound like this has been me my entire life. You know, with age comes wisdom and mm -hmm. things change. For most of my adult life, it was go, 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 go. Yeah. Right? And if you're in my way, get out of the way. I'm on a mission. And then you get to a point where it's like, okay, I'm past that point. You know, I don't need to make more money. I don't care about making more money. Mm -hmm. It's not about the money, it's about how can I have an impact. Um, and so that changes you. You know, once you get to that point. Mark maybe, Cuban 2.0. Yeah, 3.0 or 4.0 or 5.0. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I enjoyed my breakfast at IHOP with Mark. I wasn't sure what to expect. The quick-thinking, fast-talking bravado you see on television seemed to evaporate over this omelet. When he was a kid, his dad told him to figure it out, that success would be up to him. And boy, did he listen. He says his talent is spotting opportunities, but it's his insane work ethic and keen curiosity to find a better way that is so remarkable. We are all a work in progress, evolving, hopefully for the better. What I learned from Mark Cuban is to tackle problems with more bravado myself. He inspired me to not complain, but to figure it out, to do the work, knowing there is always a better way. Thank you. Thank you, Kate. I really I re appreciate it. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to To Dine For The Podcast. For more information on the show, the guests, and the podcast, head to todinefortv.com. You can find us on Instagram at todinefortv and Facebook at todinefor with Kate Sullivan. Thanks to the sponsors of To Dine For The Podcast, American National, Spiritless, and Terlato Wine Group. Special thank you to producer and sound editor John Golner. To the loyal followers of this program, cheers! Stay hungry and stay inspired. I'll see you back at the table soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.